0: Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the Great American RV Adventure into Stressless Camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stressless camping.
1: Welcome back to the virtual campfire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> After two months, we are... Back in our stakes and bricks for a short while. By the way, I'm Tony. And I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer.
1: Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts.
0: Indeed. Aru and Nirani. Tony,
1: might I say that you are looking very dapper today Oh, in your new Stressless Camping t-shirt.
0: Yes, we are working on a store for the website with Stressless Camping stuff. Off. Yeah. So we. I think they
1: call it merch.
0: Merch. <laughs> for your cousin Lurch. <laughs>
1: That's right.
0: Anyway, we bought several different versions of merch, as it were, and we're washing the living daylights out of it.
1: Yeah, we want to make sure that it's going to last. We know that some companies have. Better printing than others. Indeed. So we are washing these to make sure that they're going to last a few washes at least.
0: Yeah, Well, more than a few, <laughs> I would hope. Of
1: course. And then once we are satisfied that this is the store for us, then we will have that merchandise available for you on yeah. our shopping if,
0: if you shopping choose page. to, you know, have... If you stressless want to splatter camping stressless camping stuff. all over your body. Yeah, I
2: don't
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> I know I understand why we do it, but you know. Yeah, what? well.
2: <laughs> anyway,
0: the the option will become available probably right after the Christmas shopping yeah, season probably. because that's kind of how we roll.
1: <laughs> so if your New Year's resolution is to wear more logo gear, <laughs> we might podcasts, have the answer for you. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So yeah, virtual campfire. We are back in our sticks and bricks, but I'm already back on the R V Trip Wizard looking for looking for the route on our next trip. We are totally digging this opportunity, this lifestyle to be home for a little bit and get grounded and then fly off again to the next destination. We've we've
0: also solved a number of issues. The trip planning with R V trip wizard, right? right? I mean that thing has just really worked out well for us. Yes. Internet, I think we have finally. We have finally
1: yeah, we well.
0: It seems seems like it that
1: way. I'm sure we'll find a place where none of our three systems work. Right,
0: but 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 that's the you know the backups, and so yeah, it's uh, this life on the road is working. By the way, if you are headed to Quartzsite in January, Mm -hmm. we will be in the big tent the entire time. Mm -hmm. We will do a live recording of the Stressless Camping Podcast in the big tent.
1: In or at? At. I I think think we're going to be outside. So if you happen to be in Quartzsite and you. You want to be part of our audience or i don't know who knows maybe we'll even interview our audience yeah you never know what that would might be, happen yeah, be around.
0: fantastic
1: we'll keep you updated of course
0: in our stressless camping podcast facebook group whew, we'll start talking about quartzite kimmy king who is the show's organizer now her dad, Kenny, is the one who originated the show and unfortunately passed away last year. But she's taken up the lead and just doing a super job and had a baby. Congratulations, Kimmy. Yes. But anyway, I'm rambling on. <laughs> but the, the point is we're helping her manage the media. There will be a booth where you can meet us and also some influencers if you want to. We're helping her coordinate that. So, you can meet us, and then there are going to be some other content creators who That's right. are there, and we'll have this schedule. But follow our Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group if you're on facebook and that's where we'll have info and updates and we've had a few of our friends say hey we're going to be in Quartzsite this year let's let's hang out yes yes let's yes. <laughs> so
1: we're looking forward to it
0: yeah so we are planning that on rv trip wizard on yes. our our route and all of that
1: that's right and after this short word from rv trip wizard Don't forget the discount. We're going to talk to our guest, Steve Cass, from RV Way. Traveling with your RV is the best way to get around.
0: Yeah, but you want to do it safely. So using your phone's GPS can lead you down some potentially dangerous places.
1: For sure. That's why we love RV Trip Wizard, part of the RV Life Suite, which lets you plan your journeys before you go. And then use the RV Life app on your phone or tablet to safely navigate your journey.
0: Yeah, you can set parameters such as how far you like to travel in a day, how many miles you can go between fuel stops and even read reviews of campgrounds. It also takes into account the size of your RV and more.
1: Then you can rest assured that your phone isn't going to lead you into trouble.
0: If you have an RV, you need RV Trip Wizard, and we have a great deal for you 25% off your annual subscription.
1: Check it out on your discounts and deals page on stresslesscamping.com, where you can listen to our interview with RV Life and learn about the whole RV Life suite and save your RV while you save on an RV Life subscription. Now, now that's stressless camping. camping.
0: After probably two years we are finally able to catch up with steve cass here at the fmca rally the reason we've wanted to talk with steve cass is he owns a company called rv way it's a mobile weighing station where he actually comes to your rv and weighs it and he puts a scale at each wheel and tells you just how imbalanced you are as it were maybe (laughs) so steve welcome
2: well thank you i'm glad to be here
0: it is such a pleasure one of the things i think a lot of people don't realize is how out of balance or how overloaded their RVs may be and I would imagine first of all tell me about the process I watched you weigh several rigs and it's pretty fascinating
2: what we do is we have two scales they're Haney scales they're manufactured in uh, I think it's Sweden and they're the same ones that the highway patrol uses when they pull truckers over and the uh, same one the Department of Transportation uses. Uh, the scales themselves run $5,000 a piece. Oh! Yeah, and so uh, they're very accurate. They're dual hydraulic, temperature compensating, so they're very accurate. And so we have two of them, and first we put them under the front wheels, each corner. The The whole concept is four-corner weighing as opposed to just weighing an axle. Axle weights are great if that's all you can do, but That won't tell you if you're overweight on one end of the axle so we put a scale under each uh, front wheel and uh, the driver rolls up on it and we get the reading then he backs off then we move the scales to the back to the dual drive axles and they roll up on that and then we get the uh, weight for the drive axle and then we put all those numbers and if you have a tag axle then we also get the weight for the tag axle and we put all those numbers in the computer we have a program and it spits out how much weight is on each axle end, and it also will tell you how much uh, capacity you have left on that end, and if you're out of balance on on one of the axle ends. And it does the same thing with the rear. So it tells us how your balance is, but one of the more important factors is that we can then, based on the weight on the heaviest end of the axle on the front, determine what your tire pressure should be and most people will go with the maximum is on the sidewall, but those are maximum. And if you look at your manufacturer's tire chart, there's a myriad of pressures that they give you depending on your weight. And that's really what you need to be running. If you're running an overinflated tire, like let's say you need, you need 100, but it, you're running 120, it tends to round out the bottom of your tire. Mm-hmm. And so you have a smaller footprint. And having a smaller footprint affects your braking distance, uh, affects the wear on the tire because you wear the center of the tire out faster than the sides, and also your handling in wet weather. You have a smaller footprint. If you happen to be underinflated, it's seriously dangerous because an underinflated tire tends to run extremely hot, and the reason for 99.9% of the blowouts. Are underinflated tires. And so if, if you can picture an underinflated tire as the bottom bulging out, and as you go up to the top, the bottom straightens out, and then it comes back to the bottom and bulges, it's like a piece of metal that you bend back and forth, back and forth. It gets real hot, and eventually it breaks. And that's what happens with underinflated tires. So I like to ask people at my uh, seminars. What keeps their uh, 60,000 pound or 20,000 pound rig from dragging along the ground? And people always say the tires, but actually the tires are merely a vessel that hold air. And if you let all the air out of your tires, you're still dragging on the ground. So that free stuff, air, is probably one of the most important aspects of running your RV.
0: Well, also, overloading or improperly loading your rig can result in handling challenges or even suspension issues and lots of other problems.
2: Yeah, that's the other issue, is that when they rate an axle and they tell you your axle is rated at, we'll just use an example, 15,000 pounds, that's not necessarily just what the axle can handle. They're figuring in brakes, ball joints, suspension, transmission, lots of different things that are taken into axle weights. So it's really important that you not exceed that. The other issue is that you have a federal data plate in your RV somewhere, whether it's a a fifth wheel or a, a travel trailer, that says what your maximum weight can be on each axle. And if you should get into an accident, Even if you don't cause the accident, if you're overweight and the highway patrol and your insurance company will make sure they weigh you, even if you didn't cause the accident, they'll consider you a contributing factor. And if you did cause the accident and you're overweight, They could deny your claim, or they could just drop your insurance totally. So there's some legal ramifications as well. Right. Yeah, and I have a
0: friend who's an insurance adjuster, and that's part of his process is he will go and weigh whatever's left. Right. And uh, yeah, if you're significantly overweight, he has recommended that they deny the claim, which can leave you in a world of hurt.
2: Oh yeah, that's you know another really important reason. What kind of things have
0: you seen in all of your experience here?
2: Our company has been weighing for about 15 years so we've done thousands of of RVs. I personally bought the company about five years ago and so I've been doing for five years. One of the the key responses when you say that somebody is overweight or they're overweight on one side they're out of balance is that well They just don't understand what they could possibly move, because what we say is, let's move some stuff onto the lighter side to try to balance you out. They'll say, well, I have no idea what I have that could weigh so much. Well, I had one gentleman one time that he was uh, about 900 pounds overweight on one side, we looked in his basement compartments, and there wasn't really a lot in there that I thought would be affecting him that much. And so sometimes it's, it's inside the motor home that will, there's a lot of weight for some reason. So we started going up, he had a diesel pusher. We started climbing up the steps to go in the door, and he turned around to me and he said, well, maybe it's the piano.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like that might do it. Yeah, <laughs>
2: so I went in with him and they had removed the dinette booth and put an up, a full upright piano inside. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So, wow. you know, and the moral of the story is that there, a lot of these motorhomes are so big, you just think you can put anything in right. them. You never really stop to think what the effects of the added weight are going to be.
1: Just because it does fit doesn't mean it should fit. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I had one fellow one time that he had a 45-footer big tag axle with a 24-foot trailer, enclosed trailer behind it. We weighed him, and his front axle was right at the maximum and I, I can't remember what the numbers were, but let's say twenty thousand. So his front axle was right at twenty thousand and I weighed his back axle and it was about six thousand pounds overweight on the back axle. Whoa. And now you know this is a big motorhome. They can handle a lot of weight. But he was six thousand pounds over. On his tag axle he was very light. So it indicated to me that, you know, he might have to drop his tag axle a little bit to take some weight off the the drive axle. But the issue with that is if you drop the tag axle some more, it kind of works like a fulcrum and you put more weight on the front axle and he's already at maximum. So we had to get rid of some weight. So I said to him, what do you think is so heavy? And as most guys will do, he kind of put the onus on his wife. He said, well, she likes to cook with cast iron cookware, and so it's probably that. She looked at him and said, well, maybe it's the ammunition. Uh, And so I said, well, where do you keep the ammunition? He said, under the bed. I said, well, how much ammunition do you have? He said, about 5,000 rounds. Oh, wow. So So we, we figured out where all that weight was coming from. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, he had to figure out what to do. I don't know what how he handled it. But, you know, those are the things that, that you need to find out, how much you weigh, and there are significant reasons.
1: That's but, what he gets for trying to throw her under the bus. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: So there's a Quite lot literally. of uh, instances where people don't know, and that's the good, you know, people who are really out of balance or overweight, you know, usually are very grateful that, They did it because now
0: they know. Do you get a chance to weigh very many travel trailers?
2: Yeah, we do fifth wheels, travel trailers. I've done Model Ts, Fords, <laughs> and, you know, all kinds of motorhomes, Class B, Class C, Class A's. So, yeah, we'll, we'll do anything that has pneumatic tires. I had a guy who, who built his own trailer, and he, he asked, it lives not far from me, and oh I went boy. up and weighed his trailer, because he had to get it certified by the DMV, and so he had to make sure it was in specs.
1: So this is something that Tony really wants to do, is build our own trailer, <laughs> and I keep telling him all the things that... You You know, it will campgrounds let us in and now we know it has to be weighed and we, <laughs> all these yeah, different yeah. Things. well
0: most campgrounds want that RVIA certification yeah that's uh, that's something for them
2: you know a lot of campgrounds have a 10-year limit too yeah but I had a 20 year old class a diesel pusher that was just in great condition and every time they'd ask me they just asked me to send them pictures yep and they'd look at the pictures and say okay you're, you're fine that's
0: good now you predominantly work sort of in the southwest I do
2: yeah southwest we based out of Indio California so there are a lot of uh, snowbird parks there that in the winter time I go to those parks and I can weigh people and then people who live in you know northern California whatever if they're headed to Arizona they pass right through Indio on interstate 10 so we make an appointment and I weigh them when they come through Indio but majority of the weighing is done at rallies you know, like you say, through the Southwest and mostly FMCA rallies, chapter rallies, and of course, bigger rallies.
0: Well, this is just one more reason why we think it's a great thing to belong to the FMCA. That's where you and I met. That's where, Here we are sitting. We're actually outside. You can probably hear <laughs> a racetrack and rigs. Yep. So it's just been interesting to see Steve's weighed the rigs on both sides of us. And both of them were pretty much in compliance, which is yeah. good.
2: I've had a few while I've been here that are quite a bit out of balance. But that's what they needed to know. And we talked about what they need to do when they get home. Yeah. That's why we do it.
1: Excellent. And it doesn't take very long. I watched you do one this morning. It's a pretty quick process, just setting the scales under the tires and
2: yeah the longest one is when we do fifth wheels because we have to weigh the truck separately oh, yeah and then they hook up the truck and we weigh the truck while it's hooked up to and the fifth wheel while it's yeah. hooked together and we like to see when they're hooked up how much weight comes off the front wheels because that could be dangerous right and also what percentage of their weight is on the tongue or or on the the, yeah, the uh, hitch to yeah. see if they got that set up
0: right. Sounds good. Well, we think having your rig weight is a very wise decision, definitely for safety. And we really appreciate that we finally were able to... <laughs> Steve was literally weighing the rig next to us and I said, hey, you have a few minutes? <laughs> and yeah, so here we are. I think it's great information. We'll give people in our show notes your phone number and website and email. And boy, we sure appreciate your time and the great information. Well, yes, thank pleasure you so much. To be here.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. And then when we get our new rig,
2: we can have it, weighed. Yes. <laughs> and your homemade trailer. Or that. <laughs>
1: We love being part of the largest club of RVers with events, rallies, tours, resources, and more. And you can be too.
0: That's the FMCA and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits.
1: Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together. It's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location.
0: But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more.
1: And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road.
0: Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's Roadside Assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years.
1: Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our discounts and deals page at StresslessCamping.com.
0: Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. Now Now that's Stressless Camping. Camping. We are back. And something I want to say that I've said over and over again, not only is it good for you to know, especially if you have a big old motorhome or fifth wheel, but even a smaller travel trailer, a lot of people get hung up on the fact that they say, oh, my tow vehicle is able to tow 8,000 pounds. Yeah, But that is almost irrelevant. Not quite, but almost irrelevant. What you really need to know is how much cargo carrying capacity that tow vehicle has. And how much your towed, like your travel trailer, how much tongue weight it has. Because that counts against your cargo carrying. Right, and we, that's have cargo. A, we have a great episode. It's really one of our most popular episodes. All about calculating what you can tow. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And, you know, as always, there's links to whatever we talk about. But now...
1: We want to tell you how we spent a few days in the South Bay. Now... I realized when we moved to Northern California that San Francisco calls it the South Bay.
0: They're wrong. And so
1: does Los Angeles. So we're talking about the LA South Bay. The good South Bay. No,
0: I am just kidding for our friends in San Francisco. But it is where we grew up, if you consider this grown up.
1: (laughs) Right. And we did spend a few days at Dockweiler State Beach.
0: By the way, one of the most expensive campgrounds i have ever Uh 75 smackaroos a night
1: yeah but you got to park near the ocean which was good
0: Uh, also directly (laughs) under the flight path of lax (laughs) LAX, and in front of the hyperion sewage treatment plant
1: which has a loud droning machine (laughs) of some sort for many many hours every day now i know some (laughs) of you
0: are listening to this going why in the wide wide world of sports would you guys want to camp there
1: well We camped there because we have a lot of friends in El Segundo and we wanted to be close to visit them. And I, uh, when we looked a few years ago, the only places I could find, like basically in the whole LA area, I mean, in LA area, meaning from Malibu to San Diego (laughs) and from the beach to the Inland Empire, like, you know, anyway, Long, Long Beach has a campground. And Docweiler has a campground, yeah. and that's about it. You well, don't there's really have one any near Disneyland. Oh, right, there is one near Disneyland. But, yeah. but if you want to be in a place where you can hang out with your El Segundo friends, Docweiler is Doc the only Weiler place. Docweiler is it, yeah. <laughs> so
0: and so we did, and it's literally like. Five blocks from where we used to have a house in LA. So right. So we didn't spend why. a lot of time right. there.
1: We spent as much time as we could hanging out in town and visiting with people.
0: Drinking. And drinking. Way <laughs> too many. So if you like tiki bars, I'll start this off. Yeah, There's yeah. a place there called the Purple Orchid Exotic Tiki Lounge. Yeah, yeah. And it is as good as a tiki bar can be. I mean, it is just literally... Like it's awesome. They have great tiki drinks. They have great tiki music. They have puffer fish and all that. Yep. I mean, it's just, it's awesome.
1: It's awesome. Now I will say that episode 23, we talked about El Segundo as a sort of a destination. I'll be honest. I didn't go back and listen. So we may have talked about the tiki bar then, but that's okay. Cause it's worth it.
0: Yeah. Another highlight of El Segundo is the place where we got married.
1: It is.
0: It's a vintage 1928 silent movie theater called the Old Town Music Hall. And the Old Town Music Hall has the big Wurlitzer Theater pipe organ. Yes. It's, I don't know, it seats like 120 people or something like that, if even. It's an old original movie theater that these two gentlemen, Bill Fields and Bill Kaufman, restored and brought back to life. And now it's a, a, I guess it's a, not a trust, but it's it, basically it's its own entity. And a lot of film industry people go there and yeah. it's just, they play old silent movies. It's super cool. It's I great. love it.
1: We have unfortunately lost both bills.
0: Yes, both bills. But thank
1: goodness there are people who are interested enough in the old theater and in Wurlitzer, Oregon, because that's its own talent and art. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: there's young people. There's these young whippersnappers who have continued to practice that instrument and it's it's an amazing instrument it's just there's pipes and drums and keyboards and
1: I literally, gong. this is, when I, when Tony took me there on our third date, that's when I fell in love with yeah, Tony with the theater. and the theater, <laughs> Bill, <laughs> 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 and just the whole thing. I, I literally on our third date sat there thinking to myself, I'd like to get married in this building.
2: <laughs> Man. <laughs> and,
0: and she did. <laughs> anyway, so not only that, we went to a place called Rock and Brew, yep. which is, if I were to ever open a restaurant and- First of all, if I ever decide I want to do that, I want one of you to come and
1: smack like, you in the head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're not opening a restaurant, but no. this is the restaurant we would like to open. Yeah, it's right?
0: basically long tables, kind of like if you ever go to Oktoberfest in Germany or anything like October, like the Hoffy House in Las Vegas. It's basically a series of long tables. And they just have music and high energy atmosphere. And of course, big pretzels,
1: Yeah, big pretzels, good food, lots of drinks. You know, they have yeah. a long bar in there,
0: a lot of choices of beer, a
1: lot of choices. And it's kind of a rock and roll bar. So there's a lot of yeah. kiss posters and things like that on the walls. And they have music videos of rock yeah, songs. Yeah, it's, and- it's
0: pretty slick. It's sort of indoor outdoor, which works in Southern California, but not so much maybe in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, probably not. But
0: it's cool there.
1: (laughs) So one other thing that we got to see, and this isn't necessarily a big tourist thing, but it was super (laughs) cool for us. And a memory just popped up in our photos this morning that exactly 16 years ago, we helped to plant trees in an effort called Trees to the Sea.
0: Yeah, it's down the middle of Imperial Avenue and it's a divided highway, and down the middle was just, it was literally like where people threw their food garbage and stuff. It was, it was awful.
1: It was just an empty, yeah, a median, but it was just dirt and weeds and trash.
0: Yeah, so there was a whole thing by the Tree Musketeers, an organization that was not El Segundo, It may still be to plant trees from Sepulveda down to the sea. And so a whole bunch of volunteers got together and planted the trees 16 years ago. Well, they're still there, and now they're and they're, they're trees. trees. <laughs> they're not just little
1: yearlings or saplings anymore. No, it was they're just They're actually so full-grown cool. trees. It was so great to see. We tried to pick out the trees that we actually planted. And yeah, it was, it was pretty it was neat. neat. It was neat to see that that project really, really came to fruition, and it's working really well. Yeah,
0: it was super cool. So El Segundo is kind of a neat little town. It's kind of isolated, but there's some neat things. Like I say, the Purple Orchid, lots of great places to eat, mm-hmm. the vintage movie theater. So we had a blast. And of course, we got to see some old friends and yes. and that's always a good thing too. Right, so.
2: indeed.
1: Hey, we have a new feature. Yes, we do. As you might know, Tony writes for RV Travel and every single day of the year...
0: 365 days a year.
1: He writes an RV review. And we thought, well, hey... Why not share that with our audience? So he's going to give us each week a little highlight of the weekly RV reviews. So, Tony, what's the highlight for this week?
0: Well, this week we have something new. It's from a company called Ember RV, and it's not a company you may have heard of in the past, but it is actually an interesting company because it's founded by Ashley Bontrager, whose grandparents founded Jayco. Oh and so it's a new company of course it's in indiana because you know why wouldn't it why wouldn't it be (laughs) it really has taken a unique approach to rvs so the rv that i thought you might be interested in is the ember overland 191 mdb the first one of these ever in the whole world got delivered to Haylid RV in Coldwater, Michigan Yeah, to our friend Josh. And his dad liked it so much, he kept it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's not going to sell that number one RV. (laughs) He's going to keep
0: it. There's a lot to be said for how this company has approached the RV space. So all of their RVs are small single axle trailers, travel trailers at this point.
1: Oh, that checks a mark for us. Right.
0: (laughs) They have an aluminum kind of skeleton on the outside the roof has no rubber on it it is no rubber on the roof which it's of course an Asdel substrate laminated construction the suspension on these things it's incredible it's a trailing arm coil spring suspension
1: oh sure of course (laughs) right That's what I would have guessed. It's better than almost
0: any (laughs) RV suspension out there. There are a few like the Black Series from Australia that have the same suspension. But it's not something you normally find. They use Lexan dual-pane windows like you found in some Lance models. And just a lot of really innovative features or best-in-class type features. So the 191 MDB is a bunk model. It's got a Murphy bed at the front. And one of the things that I will never understand about the RV industry is RVs with Murphy beds and windshields. To me, that's just dumb. Yeah,
1: why do you need a windshield if the bed is covering the window all day long anyway?
0: Right, the window is covered when you want to use it and uncovered when you don't want it there.
1: Right, because I personally don't want that much light in my bed. It's
0: the the dumbest thing ever. Well, what Amber has done is they put this thing called a stargazer window. And it's kind of at an angle above the bed. And it flips up for air. It's a huge double pane Lexan window. Flips up for air. So you can literally, I've seen Josh stand on the bed of this trailer and stick his head out the window, which is kind of (laughs) cool. But it does let in light. It lets you look at the stars if that's what you want. But all of these windows have shades and screens. So you can either have the shades and screens open Mm -hmm. or just have the screen or just the shade or... You know, pull it halfway down. Right. That's pretty slick.
1: It's too bad we didn't really invent that when we wanted it in our house in Southern California. Yeah. (laughs) We wanted to do that in our windows, in our kind of sunroom-like thing.
0: Yes, that's true. There is just a good quality feel to this whole trailer. They are not cheap, but they're not...
1: bet not. (laughs) Yeah, they're
0: not intended to be. So it's a good package for those who like overlanding or... Off-grid camping. They're pretty well thought through. There's 55 gallons of fresh water aboard, which is pretty good for a trailer that's 22 and a half feet long. Uh The empty weight, 4,670 pounds. Gross weight's 5,500. So it's... It's a smaller trailer. Uh, Another thing I really liked, instead of using the tongue jack that every RV on the planet or every travel trailer uses, they use another landing gear foot. So the landing gear foot comes down and it's just a better solution. You can use an electric drill to raise and lower it. How many of us have had these electric landing gear fail? because they use plastic gears in them. Oh. Right? Another nifty thing. They have a brake. The trailer actually has a parking brake on it that like grabs the wheel. It's a How neat Oh,
1: do you do you have to run back there and pull it like yeah. a, like a caboose brakeman? Yeah, basically, <laughs> you do.
0: Yeah, you need a caboose brakeman.
1: Um But it's, isn't that dangerous on the highway?
0: Well, this is just a parking brake, so it has the proper Trailer brakes for while you're towing it.
1: Oh, so like in addition or instead of wheel chocks. Right. Okay.
0: Right. I mean, they still recommend that you use wheel chocks and so do I, but it's kind of cool. You can put the brake on, unhook the trailer and then put your wheel chocks and and you're you're good to go. And it's kind of an additional thing. So a lot of neat things. Check out my review over on RV Travel. I'll put a link to it in the show notes and let me know. What do you think? Would you... Buy a $64,000 trailer of this size. Yeah, it's not cheap. (laughs) Or, you know, a lot of people... Well, really,
1: no travel trailer right now is cheap.
0: Oh, right. (laughs) But, I mean, a lot of people complain about the quality of RVs. So, if a company comes along and they're like, all right, well, then we're going to build something that's really, really well made. As Josh said... He said, this is a generational trailer. It's one you can buy and pass down to your kids, which is not typical, right? A lot of RVs don't last as long as the loan you've taken out on them, (laughs) which is sad, but true. So anyway, love to know what you think and uh, also what you think of this new segment of our weekly RV review recap, whatever we're going to call it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We talked to Steve Cass about weighing your RV. Yeah. If you don't have an opportunity to go see Cass, <laughs> you might try this gadget.
0: Yeah, it's uh, from Kurt, which is now a part of the Lippert family, and it's called Better Way. And what Better Way is is it's a device that plugs into your car's OBD2 port. And what that is, every car since I think nineteen ninety six has an OBD two port and it's a diagnostics port that your mechanic will use when you know you go in with a check engine light. They plug in their reader and it tells them what sensor has checked that light. Well it does other things too. And so what you do is you plug this better way into your OBD two port. And it's really easy to do. It's right there inside under the dashboard then there's an app on your phone and you can use this to approximate the weight of your travel trailer. So depending on the tow vehicle that you're, whatever you're towing with, it works better or not as good. (laughs) But for our Ram 1500, it worked out pretty well. It was pretty accurate on the Nissan Frontier that we used to have. I tried it there too. Again, worked out pretty well. So it's a relatively inexpensive device, real simple to use, and it's good to have an approximation of, right. of what
1: and you're Right, And so telling. it just gives you the overall, right? You're not going to get axle to axle or side to side or anything right. like that like Steve does, but you'll have at least some kind of a general idea if you're thousands of pounds over.
0: It's really good to know. So we'll put a link in the show notes to our review of the Kurt Betterway from Lippert. It's a worthwhile little device.
1: You'll recall that last week our question of the week was, well, you might recall if you have a memory. Oh, the question was, what's your favorite memory?
0: (laughs) I was wondering where you were going with that.
1: (laughs) Well, my memory is pretty bad. I always have to look up what the question
0: was. (laughs) You have CRS, you can't remember stuff. I can't
1: remember stuff. But anyway, we got some really lovely responses. We got some, some beautiful pictures of night skies and... People talked about getting to meet people in camp, which sounds like normal 2019 camping. Yeah. <laughs> which is well, we, great. you know,
0: I have to say on this trip, we got to meet some pretty neat people.
1: We sure did. People were excited about visiting family. My sister said that she was excited because she got to have her granddaughters and take them camping for a couple of weeks during the summer. Someone actually got snowed on in October in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah. And this one was exciting to me. Someone was sitting in camp and a bison just walked right through their campsite. <laughs> like I've heard of people having bears in their campsite and, you know, raccoons and squirrels and chipmunks and, but we had coyotes, coyotes, but someone said they're, you know, they're just sitting there and a bison just wandered through. And so they moved their chairs a little bit out of the path. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're bigger than we are.
1: You know, I think I said last week that I was going to have a hard time figuring out what my favorite memory was because we had so many great ones this year. And I'm just going to summarize it by saying that we got to do so many surprise things that we didn't know we were going to get to do. And that just the fact that we could say yes to those things like... Like accepting Lisa's invitation to go spend a couple of days in South Dakota. Yeah,
0: that was that was fantastic. Or
1: accepting an invitation to go to Balloon Fiesta in Albuquerque. Hey, that was fantastic too, right? I mean, just the fact that things are happening and we get to be part of them. That I've decided I'm not going to narrow it down to one one specific memory. So the you're whole saying ability to do those things is make my memory.
0: your plans in Jello.
1: Right. Set your plans in jello because yep. if you can't make a two day detour to South Dakota, then you are gonna miss out on getting to see all the great things that there are to see yeah. there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's great to have Serendipity as your co pilot. Indeed. Whoever serendipity is. Whoever that is. Sarah Dipity.
1: So of course you might guess that the question for this week is gonna be Have you weighed your rig?
0: Yeah, you can answer that on our fun and friendly Facebook group, the Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. You
1: can find a link to that on our website where you can also sign up for our newsletter.
0: Yeah, once a week. It's free. It's easy. And we never, never, never share your info with anybody.
1: We do not. And once a week, we send out a newsletter that tells you the news that we've seen around the RV industry. There's
0: some nifty things, including I have links to subscribe to damien's new magazine this week in the newsletter yeah so there's a new print magazine coming out that we heard from damien last week it's out
1: it's out it's not called boy camper though
0: No, no. Boy Camper, I think, is forthcoming.
1: Someday. (laughs) (laughs) And also, of course, while you're on our website, don't forget to check out the deals and discounts page for the best deals on things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure. Yeah,
0: including that mentioned previously, the 25% discount to... RV Life.
1: Yes, thank you, RV Life.
0: Of course, we are in all the social places, and you can find those by starting at StresslessCamping.com. That is our digital home on the web.
1: And if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free. It's free to subscribe on any podcast app, and we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire.
0: And did you know a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this will help others find it? And the more folks listening, the better the guests we get. So if you haven't left a review yet, please do. And thank you very much. Well, thank you again for joining us this week. Hopefully you got something out of finding out about weighing your RV. Mm -hmm. We look forward to seeing you out there on the interwebs. And until then, happy happy camping. camping.